Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. A Tuesday is January 30th. We're almost done with the month of oh, January. Unreal. Just rocketing. It's 2025 already. It really is. Ugh. Start your Christmas shopping. Oh, I already have. It's January 30th. The year's 2024. <gasps> That's the year of Dick. Nose job? I don't understand. She's already had a nose job. It was a sweet 16 present. No, it's not what you think. It's much, much worse. If you do not give me the combination to the air shield, Dr. Slotkin will give your daughter back her old nose. No! <laughs> You're right. Yeah, good. Whoa. Oh, hell, Dick Van Patten. It is right to give Dick Van Patten thanks and praise. Dick, of course, uh, played the king in uh, Spaceballs. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> That's the same combination I have on my luggage. Uh, it is right to give Dick Patton thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Meat shouldn't be spread. Meat nope. shouldn't be spread. Should not. Meat spread is one of man's no, great inventions. Not, not spread meat. Uh, everything should be spread. <laughs> butt cheeks, legs, everything. I don't know about butt cheeks. Uh, all things. Let's keep the butt cheeks together. Should be spread. Hey, Eddie. Oh, no. You want to spread my meat? I do not want to spread anything of yours. My butt is meat. It's, ugh. Is it? But is meat. Give it an opportunity. <laughs> Looks like chopped, chopped steak. Are you getting a motorcycle accident or something? <laughs> Some road rash. Jesus. Uh, hey, boys and girls. Welcome to the show. I think we got a good one for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, Tuesdays are just always so jam-packed full of goodness. Mm. We got the TV Tunes Tuesday coming sure. up with a classic TV theme song. Also, Tongue Twister Tuesday oh. as well. Entertainment news, your phone calls, all the holidays that should be or should not be celebrated, all that lay ahead. But first, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the back cave with me is the rear admiral himself, the sheriff of Ghost Town, the mayor of Myrtle Beach, the victim of viruses. Ugh. He's the Dilf Pickle. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's... Odie Goff. Odie Goff. Sandy Pence. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yo, ho, Eddie. How you feeling, Ed? I think How's I'm feeling it? better. You sound I better. I think I'm feeling better. Do I sound better? You sound better. All right. You haven't uh, hacked up a no, piece of lung. No, I haven't been any. I, I I'll have like a a little bit of a hacking fit every once in a while. But uh, I, I think I'm I think I'm on the other end of it. That's because of the. Uh, the no, it's not because the, of the, the the fake pill things you gave me. QVC. The Zik Zik nine four seven twenty eight in the hall. The uh, the ZQV. No, no. That I got did you. nothing. 
But uh, yeah, so Tracy threatened. She's like, you're going to our urgent care today. So, oh, so you have to pretend to be better so I that might, you don't have yeah, to go to a doctor? If I don't start sounding better, I'm going to have to go to see a doctor. It wouldn't hurt to go see a doctor. I know. Nothing can, bad can come I from it. I know. Worst case scenario, they say, oh, it's just a cold. You'll be fine. I know. Best case scenario, they say, oh, you're, we're so glad you got in today. 24 more hours. You'd be dead. It'd be all over. So, <laughs> look, here we go. <laughs> Muttley. <laughs> the wacky races. <laughs> I don't want to hear any click clackety There's lozenges. No click. The lozenge is tucked between my molars and my cheek. Yeah. You can't even hear it. You tuck it in your cheeks again. All right. Eddie! Oh, nope. Tuck a lozenge in my cheek. No, that's not a lozenge, and those, those are butt cheeks. It's not your cheek. Well, you do sound better. I think you're going to be fine. I think I'll be fine too. Dr. Ralph says you're going to be I'll fine. I'll tell Tracy. I'll give you some more uh, ZQVs. All right, we'll see. If, see if I regress more. Pop it out. Uh, hey, kids, I do want to thank our uh, longtime sponsor here on the Ralph Report, the uh, Dickie LaRue Fine Family oh, of Products. Sure. Yesterday, we were talking about ice cream cones. And Eddie said he likes ice cream cones. And I said ice cream cone only in an emergency ice cream right. situation. Right, below right. hand, right. the palm of your hand, and then ice cream cone. If you have to, if you're, if you're eating ice cream <laughs> on the run... Then you got to use the cone. But I, I do prefer a dish, sure. cup, bowl, something of that nature. Okay. But, uh, and I also complained that ice cream cones feel a little juvenile. You feel like a child wow. when you're eating from an ice, ice cream, cream cone. Ice cream is a childlike thing. <laughs> you should enjoy it as a child. But I am a grown-up, and so oh, I would like to enjoy it in God. a grown-up way. Well, luckily, our friends at Dickie LaRue Enterprises have come up with a perfect solution for people like me. The adult ice cream cone. Mm. The Ralph Report is brought to you by listeners like you and Dickie LaRue's adult ice cream cones. Are you embarrassed eating ice cream from a regular cone? Feel like sugar and waffle cones are just too childish? Then try new Dickie LaRue's adult ice cream cones. Not only can you indulge in flavors that awaken your refined palate from the rich depths of espresso elegance to the decadence of bourbon bliss, you can also look like a grown-up with cones shaped like a coffee mug, a highball glass, or the very adult hemorrhoid pillow. Show up to your next ice cream social letting people know you mean business with Dickie LaRue's adult ice cream cones, now shipped in an elegant leather briefcase. Sounds so high class. Sounds very adult. I like it. It's very adult. Eat ice cream like a man. Right out of your hemorrhoid pillow. That uh, that uh, idea of bourbon uh, cones, oh, though, that sounds like that a pretty good idea. Disgusting. No. Oh. You ever had like a bourbon float? No. Like I don't drink. Booze and ice cream no. mixed. Anytime you mix booze and ice cream. No. That's a winning combination. That's, that sounds disgusting. Uh, it's a now, waste of ice cream. Now all I want is vanilla ice cream with bourbon float no, on it. that's disgusting. All right. Well, I'll save that for later. Yeah. Uh, let's get into today's show, boys and girls. Before we get to your phone calls with the uh, Ralph Report hotline, first, what we're going to do is twist our tongues. You ready for it? Oh, sure. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because it's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. So take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Tongues, Mr. Tuesday. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. It's Eric, two-star general from Springfield, Missouri. And I have a tongue twister for you. Um, I have a pair of socks that have flags on them, and I tried calling them something special one time, and it was hard to get out. So 
Three words. Star Spangled Socks. Hmm. Live long and prosper. Thank you, Bye. Mr. Spock. Star Spangled Socks. Okay. Three words. Okay. He's treating us like a bunch of chumps. Doesn't seem difficult. Not difficult at all. Thinking about it. Now, as with always, always with the tongue twisters, I try not to experiment and try sure. them out beforehand. Sure. So I don't know the level of difficulty. Okay. But seemingly, on yeah. paper, it seems easy. Seems like it should be a slam dunk. But we'll see. We'll go. Uh, I'll go first. Speed is of the essence. <clears throat> Three times choking on my own spit. <laughs> oh, gross. Three times in a row, speed is of the essence. I will go first. Here we go. Star Spangled Socks. Star Spangled Socks. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe it's not going to be as easy as I thought. <laughs> star spangled socks, star spangled. <laughs> no, I don't you need you so laughing over you there. You sound so excited about it. I have to enunciate. You sound so excited to be about clean it. and lean. You're really excited about these socks. God, they got flags on them. <laughs> what more can a man ask? <laughs> you have any special socks? I, no. got, I got some special socks. I'm not a really, I'm not a sock collector. I'm not either, but don't you over the course of your lifetime just get like gift socks or no. you just accrue, no pun intended, uh, socks that have just sort of ended up in your possession? No, I have a, I have a couple pairs of socks people have given to me over time, but. Um, what do they have on them? Anything special? No. Oh, no, I think I think a garden person gave me some socks one time. I think they gave me like uh, Jack Russell socks or something, oh. I believe. Oh, there you go. So I have those. I've got uh, Batman socks, obviously, with yeah. bat symbols all over them. Yeah. I've got cheesesteak socks with cheesesteak socks with cheesesteaks nice. all over them. Nice. I've got um what else do I, I have? I just have like regular white and black socks. I've got 007 socks. What's the double did you say 007 the, the on? 007 logo is wouldn't, all over. Wouldn't he them? not want to promote that he's 007? Yeah, by the time you get down to the socks. He's a secret agent. You probably know. He should just be black socks. By the time the socks, <laughs> you're seeing him nude in his socks. You probably know who he is. That's what I'm guessing. All right, where were we? Oh, start. Yeah, you got to do okay, this. I got to do this. All right, here we go. <laughs> Star Spangled Socks. <laughs> See, now you got me in my head. I'm trying not to sound too excited about it. All right. Star Spangled Socks. Star Spangled Socks. Star Spangled Socks. Oh, oh so close. Star Spangled Socks. Star Spangled Socks. Star Spangled Socks. Oh, you got it. All right, there we go. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing hurt, man. Yeah, this is all for sympathy, by the way, boys uh, and girls. Trust me, he's fine when he walks in. I the am room. not fine. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh everyone's oh. paying attention to me. No okay. <laughs> Here we go. Starts. <laughs> Good start. Well, right out of the gate. There we go. Star spangled socks. Star spangled socks. Star spangled socks. Yeah, I guess. That's right. Uh, that guess. did it. It sounded all right. <sighs> sounded all right. I wasn't as excited as you were. See? It wasn't like a birthday present. It's half the fun is the excitement. Thank you for the call, Eric. Hope that proved that you can say it. You've got to be careful. Star Spangled Sun. <laughs> Let's turn our attention to the Garmin members near and far. Speaking of far, yeah. if you're in another country and you uh, would like to leave your voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline, you can't just dial up the phone number, one 833 Hi, Ralph! So from time to time, I like to suggest to folks who live outside the country, go to Skype, mm -hmm. use their keypad, mm -hmm. dial one 833 
And then you too can leave your voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. Anything that's on your mind, feel free to leave us a message. I will hear you because I listen to every single voicemail message and then I grab a handful that catch my attention and they go here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Yesterday, of course, I announced our final choices for the new Queen J jingle. Yes. We're going to go with two of them because two of them were just so good, we couldn't pick one sure. over the other. Sure. Uh, Dan Baruby, of course, sent in his, as did Chris Gutierrez. All hail Queen J. Well, Chris called in to accept. Oh. Hey, Ralph, Queen J. Um, just wanted to thank you guys. It's Chris Gutierrez for uh, playing my jingle. <clears throat> and, uh, well, once I heard uh, uh, Dan Verubis, I was like, oh, no, that sounds so professional. That one's so good. I kind of like that one better. But uh, so I'm just happy to be included. I've never really won anything before, so I'll, I'll take the tie for sure. Uh, LMB. The good news is, yes, Chris, you will be featured on the Ralph Report with your jingle. The bad news is, you still haven't really won anything because you don't get anything for us having picked your jingle. It's just, we just get to use your Fair. your hard work and effort for our benefit. We won. We, we won. win. We won. And you get nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be such a widespread problem when I first started talking about it. Yeah. But the rogue hairs, oh, man, no. it's, it's a thing. Oh. I got one under my eye. We had a call yesterday. Chris, right? Chris Diaz. Chris, right? who's got one growing out of the middle of his forehead. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Hi, Ralph. One star here from London, Ontario, Canada, calling. Uh, I'm just listening to the show, Monday show, about rogue hairs. I uh, am, unfortunately, a victim of these rogue hairs as well. I have one that sprouts out the middle of the tip of my nose oh, no. that I have to tweeze about once every two months or so. Yeah, love you. Mean it. Bye. Another victim of rogue the, hairs. The tip of your nose. I need to start a telethon or something. I need to be <laughs> what Jerry Lewis was to muscular dystrophy. I need to be to rogue hairs. We need to eradicate this problem. Before, in our lifetime, yes. we need to get rid of rogue no hairs. No more rogue hairs. I never really gave too much thought about it until other people started also to, sh to share their stories of shame and horror sure. with their rogue hairs. Sure. So I did a little research as to why do we get rogue hairs. Mm -hmm. It turns out it's a genetic mutation. Really? That there are, you know, you get hey, you have hair all over your body. Of course. Because we're mammals. Right. Most of it's super fine and, and you can't really see it. Right. But there sometimes is some sort of genetic mutation in one of the cells that causes the hair to grow. Like normal hair? Uh, even more exponentially. Wow. It doesn't have a shut-off stage. Most hair goes into resting phases and right. then growth phases. These are just all grow Constant all go. the time. Yeah. So it just squirts out of your face. You transport all those to the top of your head. You can oh, cure baldness. Be rich. You need to uh, just cut out that little piece of skin and oh. just stitch it to your head. Man. So, yeah, it's a genetic mutation. So I'm kind of like an X-Man now, I realize. <laughs> That's your superpower? <laughs> yeah. Is it eye hair? I'm, I'm hair boy. 
<laughs> I can shoot a hair out of just underneath my left eye. You can gross someone out for two seconds. But that is all you need. That's all you need. Because that throws them off. Right. And then Cyclops comes in and or Wolverine or yeah. somebody and steps in. You distract them for two seconds with your gross eye hair. Finishes the deal. I'm loving your lame claims to fame. I got a lame, lame claim to fame. These, of course, are stories that are sort of almost kind of tangentially connected to people that are almost famous for right. something. Sure. This one. I, I, they just keep getting better. Hey there, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Greetings to the queen. It's George uh, from Kentucky. Hey, I was calling with a lame claim to fame. So a uh, friend of my mom's had a pet rabbit named Mr. Bun okay. that would have simulated sex with a slipper. All right. And that was submitted to David Letterman on his stupid pet tricks. Right. And he said it was too raunchy for the show, but that he said it was his absolute favorite when he sent back a letter to them. Wow. So that's my lame claim to fame. I'm, my mom's friend is has David Letterman's favorite stupid pet trick. Wow. Yeah. LMB. Pretty big deal. Wow. His mom's friend's bunny was David Letterman's favorite stupid pet trick that never got on to the David Letterman show. Wow. That is wow special. That is. I would like to see now the bunny humping a slipper. I would like to see that too. So if you have, if you can get that video yeah. to us, I'd appreciate that. We can throw that up on Patreon because that sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> from time to time, folks will ask me to uh, tell them where stuff comes from. I'm always happy to help. Hey, uh, Ralph and Eddie, I uh, I got a uh, where did it come from? Double shot. Oh, double shot. So the phrase half in the bag or mm -hmm. in the bag, um, kind of wondering where those two phrases come from in the bag to like win some or to be guaranteed a win on something uh, and half in the bag to mean drunk. Do they have any kind of origin that's tied to each other or anything like that? I uh, just wondering where the, the phrase or phrases came from. Uh, LB. Mm, half in the bag, okay. meaning drunk or it's in the bag, meaning it's a sure thing. Sure. It's a where did it come from double shot. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll tell I'll do you one better. Okay. I'll do a triple shot on what? this one. The original phrase in the bag, there is a version from Australia that was being used in the 1800s that had a very different meaning than the way we use it here in the United States. Something to say to, to be in the bag means that it is set up. It's a rigged game. Yeah, I've heard that before. Like um, bag. if a horse in a horse race yeah. has been predetermined that they're going to lose, yeah. you say that horse is in the bag. Right. So that's the Australian version was used in the 1800s. Okay. The version here in the United States, its origin goes back to 1916, and it's a baseball phrase originated with the New York Giants baseball team in 1916 when they had a run of 26 consecutive victories. Okay. The reason it originated at that point is because the manager of the team believed that if he sent a kid out to grab the ball bag, at the end of the game with the Giants in the lead and bring it into the clubhouse, that that was their good luck charm and they okay. couldn't lose. So the game was said to be in the bag 
when, when the kid grabbed it, I grabbed it and brought it back to the clubhouse. Got it. Now being half in the bag, being drunk, right. but not drunk, half in the bag usually means not sober, but not completely right. wasted. You're, not you're just buzzed. You're half in the bag. Right. That has to do with the long-standing tradition of when you buy booze at a liquor store, mm -hmm. the clerk usually puts it in one of those little brown bags. And if you've ever seen sort of the stereotypical street drinker, yeah. they'll be sipping out of a bag right. with the bottle inside of yeah. it. So someone who's been sipping out of that bag for a while is said to be half in the bag because they've been drinking out of that Got bag. It. So there you go. Wow. Triple shot. Three different versions of the same phrase, basically, each of them with a different origin and meaning. Don't you just love language? Uh, uh, uh. That's a double shot. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? And lastly, you know, we play upbeat music for you every episode. Start your day off bright. To make you a little happier. That's why we call them our happy hits. You don't have to ask me to play this artist more than once. Hey, Ralph. Steve in spirit. Eddie. Jen. This is Raul in SoCal. Yes, I do say SoCal. No one says uh, that. A happy hit. That was Costello Mystery Dance. Oh, LMB. I haven't heard this song in forever. Mystery Dance off of Elvis's debut album, My Aim is True. Elvis Costello and the Attractions with Mystery Dance. Romeo was restless, he was ready to kill. He jumped out the window because he couldn't see it still. Julia was waiting with a safety net. Said, don't bury me because I'm not dead yet. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me because I tried and I tried and I'm still just a fight. I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied. Well, I remember when the lights went out And I was trying to make it look like it was never in doubt She thought that I knew and I thought that she knew So both of us were willing, but we didn't know how to do it Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance Why don't you show me? Because I tried and I tried and I'm still mystified I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied I always forget how much I like Elvis Costello oh my God. until I listen to Elvis Costello. His whole body work is just nothing I, great. I never think of him until I hear it. I'm like, fuck, I really like him. Why yeah. do I listen to him more? It's so funny. Initially in his career, when he came out, he was so sort of prototypical punk. He had the he had the uh, Buddy Holly glasses, yeah. but he was all anger and angst and working class British yeah. fury. And now when you hear him talk, he's like, oh, I really like Burt Bacharach. <laughs> and we worked together on some songs. Like, who is this guy? He softened. Guess we all get older. Thanks so much, Raul, for picking that tune. I haven't heard that in a while. Now I got to pull out My Aim is True and listen to that cover to cover. I guess that's what you do with a book. <laughs> top to bottom? How do you listen to an album? Start to, to end? Start to finish. Start to finish, I guess. Finish. Top to bottom. Yeah. Cover to cover. Cover to cover. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the line segment, but I can't do it if you don't meet me halfway. You got to call me. Now it's time to take a look at the massive calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. We just had to swap it out for a brand new 
2024 calendar at great personal expense. I'll so have you much. Know. I can't believe you do that. But we're ready to go for the uh, the entire year. And the reason we have it is because every single day of the calendar year is associated with a plethora of holidays. Mm. I would say I have a plethora, I think you have a plethora of holidays today. Not all of them are equal, however. Not all of them deserve to be celebrated. So what we do as a public service is break them down into holidays and holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Happy National Escape Day, everyone. Escape from what? Life. It's true. On this day, to escape. How? How? people are supposed to move away from their daily lives and invest some time in rejuvenating themselves. But we just got back into it. No. After the holidays. No, it's so... We just got back into I it. I can't bear the weight of the world, especially after the holidays. But it's only it's been three weeks. It's the it's worst. But it's because of that. Right. Well, you just, just got back into it. Yeah, but you've gone through the holidays. This is what you, you escape in May or June when you've been through it. You're getting the, through the holidays and then you have to get back into the crushing right. weight And you can't get back out again. You do. You got to take can't. one day. You got to take one day. It's too much. No. One day just to put the pressing issues of life aside for a day, just to breathe, just to, just to prepare yourself for the onslaught mm. of uh -huh. bills and performance at work or school, exams, expectations, deadlines. Oh, my God. But it just started up. Like, I, kids uh, have only been in school for like two weeks. No, it's too much. You the can't maddening. take a break. You have to, or else you'll die. You're not going to die. You, you literally just started. You will literally it die. literally just started up again. So do something. Give yourself a mental and physical break. Um, you know, go off into the wilderness. Yeah, just walk away. Just Head to the beach and just walk into the ocean. No, just, just keep going. Take a take a day for yourself. Walk, walk into the woods. Just especially in these these trying times when right. it's cold and dark. Definitely walk into the woods. You need a uh, get a massage times. or go to the mountains or uh, take a mental break. Right. Put on the VR goggles. Have and, a cinder block. Jump in a pool. <laughs> it's not suicide day. It's just escape day. Right. Can't you just get a break? Can't you, a man, get a break? Just sit in your car for five minutes with the, with the radio off. With a hose in the tailpipe leaked, just looped around into your passenger <laughs> window. Takes. I'm a fan. I think not enough people take care of me. A little me time. Can't go wrong. Well, you always got to throw me time in. Speaking of vacations yeah. and breaks, and you said, oh, uh, plan it for may or yeah whatever. yeah today's also national plan for vacation there you go Makes on sense. the last tuesday in january every year national plan for vacation day reminds you to start planning your vacation now before first of all the prices go up on yeah, flights sure. and hotels if you want a summer vacation this is the time to start thinking about it sadly each year americans leave more than 600 million vacation days unused man Americans are just martyrs for their jobs. And so if you have vacation time coming to you, plan to use it now. Set up your summer vacation. Save some money by investing uh, early in your vacation yeah. plans. And then you'll have something to look forward to for the next six I gotta months. Got to get my Myrtle Beach tickets. Ugh. I got to go see my parents. No, it's supposed to be a pleasant vacation that you're going to enjoy. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's pleasant adjacent. Get your Mars tickets. <laughs> Queen Jay and I are planning our honeymoon. 
That's, the, uh, that's the one part I'm most excited about. Where are you, what's the ideas? We're going to go to the Bahamas. Ooh, yeah. Bahamas. Uh-huh. Are you going to go right after? Are you going to do it right after the wedding? Right after the gonna, wedding. We're going to do all those wedding. things? We're, all, we're going to do the traditional right after the wedding, just... Drive off in a convertible with, with cans. cans tied to the back We're of it. We're just beaming rice at you. Just married. Chucking rice hard at you. on the back and Sharpie. And then just right to the airport. Now we're going to take like a day or two and then we leave the, after oh, nice, that. Nice, but, nice. Yeah. Maybe we'll come. No, yeah, that's we'll come. not the whole point. We're making a group thing. It'll it's fun. No, it's not. Destination honeymoon. No, it's Let's for go. the people right. who get married. And your married. lives that mean something no, to you. We're getting away from you. I'm coming that's with you, man. part of the vacation. I'm a groomsman. I'm in it for life. So uh, I'm we, moving in. No, it's not how it works. It so works, buddy. Oh, it's I'm part be of this biggest party Biggest regret now. of my life. Um. Yeah. So uh, take advantage and plan now for your uh, for your all right for your holidays. I am. I told you. Getting my tickets. It's also National Draw a Dinosaur Day. Mm. Happy Draw a Dinosaur mm. Day, everybody. No. What are you already humming at home? You don't even know what it is yet. Draw a dinosaur. Well, yeah. Fucking okay. But you don't know the story behind it. Mm. On this day in 2007, a student named Todd Page was attending an an- made up. anthropology 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 class okay. and he was bored so he took out his pen and paper and he drew a dinosaur he says i found it fun and stimulating mm. this motivated his classmates to sketch dinosaurs too and everybody found it to be just oh so much fun huh. so they dedicated the whole day every year for just letting their imaginations run wild and drawing the most amazing creatures that have inhabited our planet so Every January 30th, it's National Draw Dinosaur Day. Mm. So everyone can just sketch a dinosaur. No. Any kind of dinosaur you want. So you just make up your own dinosaur? Sure. Well, that's not, you're just drawing a monster. Cute, scary, jovial, wicked, any kind of dinosaur you want. Just enjoy the- Cowboy dinosaur? The magical creatures that once roamed this Six planet- shooters? Eons ago. Draw a dinosaur Lasso. day. So what? It's a nice, that, for, that works out well with escape day. You can take a break and just draw a yeah, dinosaur. Fuck off. Just fuck off, dick around day. Give yourself a mental break yeah. by drawing a dinosaur. Yeah. Go on Ex- Expedia and book some tickets for your trip and then draw dinosaurs. You're a guy who draws shit all the time. Every time I have to pick up the piece of paper after the Ralph... <laughs> Why well, doodle? The, the Ralph Report game show. I doodle. I get the address back for who we're going to send our prizes to. And I look at the page and it's all filled with all kinds of shit. I doodle. So you're fit right in with drawing You'll dinosaur You'll never see a day. fucking dinosaur. I'll never draw a goddamn dinosaur. Dinosaurs are awesome. Everybody loves dinosaurs. I don't care Kids, for them. I don't particularly care for adults, them. Adults, everybody it's, loves a dinosaur. Made up. Uh, on this day, we also celebrate National Yodel for Your Neighbors Day. Yodel for your neighbors, Eddie. Yodeling. Yodel for your neighbors. I can't yodel in my current state. Oh, my God. On this day, every year... Uh, we're encouraged to try our hand at yodeling. That sounds bad. It motivates people to get to know the people around them better. If everyone is sharing yodeling songs, that's how you really get to know you're your neighbors. trying to have a fucking riot in your neighborhood? Na- yodel for your neighbor's day. Did you know yodeling is an age-old form of communication? Or is it? Originated by shepherds in Scandinavia. Because they didn't have walkie-talkies or phones. That's right. So you had to you talk had to, to other shepherds. You had to yell. Yodeling! That's how you, you right. con- converse with your other shepherds. You don't need to do that now. You can yes, make a phone do. call. You can make a phone call or a text. Send the a singing text. art form believed to have been discovered in the 1500s in the Central Alps. I want to 
person's neck. That's how you know that your fellow shepherd is all right. I want to beat them with their shoes. It's a classic alpine form of conversation. Is it? They would use it to communicate with each other, the shepherds, and also to round up their cattle. The cattle Mm. would come a-running when they heard that. Tiger bomb on your balls. And everybody would come a running. The art came to America in the 1800s. Was brought by the German immigrants to Pennsylvania, oh. home of the yodel. Oh. So yodel with your neighbors, no, nope. and share uh, that fun form of communication. Sounds like an awful neighborhood. Yodle, 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 Yole, yole, yole. <laughs> Come on, give me a yodel. Yodel with your neighbor. Yole, I can't yodel. I can't breathe. <laughs> yole, there you go. I yodeled. Can I go do that you to your neighbors? You. Can I go do that to your neighbors? See if they like it. <laughs> On your front step. Yeah, that's good. You sound like an insane person. So does anybody yodeling? No. Yes. No, my yodel was classy. No, it was not classy. It sounds the same as my crazy person. be happy hearing that yeah person someone who can actually do it oh my god it's impressive not what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) i gotta cough again now at this point we find a holiday with a food related to it we run it past eddie pence seeing if it's something he would like to eat or maybe just stick up his ass (laughs) then pull out There's only one way to find out. We have to talk about the food. And then we use a high-tech scientific instrument known as the Eddie Pence jackpot jackpot slot machine. Yes. It's the only way to ascertain as to whether Eddie Pence would, in fact, eat that food or not. We talk about the food. We pull the handle. And when those reels stop, if they all line up, jackpot. that means Eddie will eat that food. However, if they're mismatched... That means he won't go Mm-mm. for it. No. All right. Today's holiday, National Croissant Day. Ah, the croissant. croissant. A flaky pastry. Enjoyed it every meal. You know, croissants aren't just for brunch anymore. Really? Or breakfast. You can use them any time of day. They make a great lunch. If you want to put some uh, liverwurst on there. No, you or don't. Put some, that on there. Some, some chicken salad or crab salad. You can make a sandwich with it. With some bean sprouts, a little Parmesan cheese, the perfect lunch. Sounds awful. It can be sweet or savory. You can also put a little jelly on there, a little jelly and butter if you want to do sort of a uh, breakfast kind of dealio. It is ultimately flexible for every meal. And the perfect croissant is made, you may not know this, what? by laminating the dough. 
Plastic? No, with butter. Oh. You fold butter into the mixture while you're making the dough, and this creates multiple thin layers of butter and dough. And that way, when you bake them, you get that mouth-watering, flaky crust and that airy, light body on the inside. Now, a lot of people think the croissant, just judging by its name, is a French thing. Uh-huh. Ha, fools. Oh, fools, maybe. The croissant actually originated in Austria. Oh, The modern croissant that we know today, we have to tip our cap to Austrian military officer Auguste Zang. He was the man who brought the croissant to France. Oh. He opened a Viennese bakery in Paris in 1839, and he introduced France to the Viennese baking techniques, and that's why the croissant wow. became so popular in France. <laughs> <laughs> so here's how you celebrate National Croissant Day. Okay. Give your favorite baker a shout-out. Oh, okay. On social media. Give him, hey, baker. Do you have a baker? Oh, my favorite Who's baker. Who's your baker? Uh, Chet. Chet? Chet Baker. Where does Chet? Jazz trumpet player. He's my favorite. Uh, treat your friends and coworkers to fresh, warm, fresh bake croissants. Right. While you yodel in their face. Learn how to bake your own croissant. Uh-huh. Take a baking class. Sure. Learn how to make these delicious flaky pastries we'll on your own. Buy some. Then after you've mastered it, offer a class to your friends and family and teach them how to bake their own croissant. Why do you, why do you got to teach everyone to make croissants? Because it's National Just Croissant Day. Calm down. It's one day. Oh, my God. Croissant. Oh, croissant. It's the best. Only one way to find out if Eddie Pencil eat it or not, though. We have to pull our... <laughs> what are we going to pull? What are you going to pull? Our puds. And also the handle to the Eddie Pencil jackpot slot machine. Here we go. Un, deux, trois. Eddie Pencil yeah. loves a croissant. I'll eat, well, I'll eat one, sure. Yeah, you will. Yeah. That is just your penis you've twisted. No, I have wrapped it in Pillsbury dough. It's turning purple. <laughs> you might want to let it go. The uh yeah. I'm shocked. Because usually when you hear the words flaky, usually you go into some well, insane yeah, tirade about uh, that means dry. Usually, usually does. Means dry. Usually does. It's usually a code word for dry. That's why you don't like biscuits. You always biscuits, are you always biscuits are flaky. Bash biscuits. And then there's uh what's that? There's that one Middle Eastern food. The uh, what is that? Uh, it's real flaky. Um, I can't remember what it is. I don't know. I forget. I forget. Non? No, it's not non. That's that's that's, that's something that's else. Indian bread. Whatever. But anyway, but croissants aren't that bad. Most croissants are pretty moist. Yeah, because yeah. they're buttery on the outside. Yeah, very buttery. Their flaky they're just, isn't too dry. They're they're very uh, airy. Yeah, the yeah, inside. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, how how would you you eat a croissant? Given just plain, throw some butter on it. What a waste. Maybe maybe throw some turkey in there. Have a turkey croissant or a breakfast sandwich made on a croissant. I don't really care for breakfast sandwiches. Eggs, bacon mm, on a croissant. I'm not a, I'm not a bre- breakfast sandwich person. On your croissant. No, my croissant. No, I'd rather bad. have my egg separate and then my bacon no, and then I'll eat a piece right. of croissant. You don't like the breakfast sandwich? Everything in one? I don't like that. <sighs> I like it all separate and then I can mix it once it gets into my mouth. <laughs> I don't need. The mouth it. is not a mixing bowl. I don't bowl. need it pre-mixed. Before it gets to my mouth. Do you like save some of the egg and then put bacon in there and put croissant in yeah, there? Yeah, a little then... bite of this, a little bite of that, and you put it in there and you chew. I can't imagine what it looks like, and I don't even want to ever see it. Well, look, I'm happy you just uh, said you'd eat it. That's two for two this yeah, week. Sure. We're on a roll. Not bad. Very exciting times we live in. And that's it for today's... Baklava. 
Oh, baklava. Baklava. That's, that's it. The, the, the flaky that's baklava. That's fucking dry as shit. Gotcha. No baklava. No baklava. But may we mm. when it comes to croissant. Oh, oh. That's it for today's holiday or holiday. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beats. Ordinarily, I like to avoid talking about Kanye West at all costs. Yeah, sure, me too. But his behavior recently was so outrageous that I thought we had to talk about it. He was approached by a TMZ, I call them reporters, but they're not really. TMZ just hires anybody who has a cell phone. Yeah. And it, you accost a celebrity and you interview them and you shoot them. And then usually right. TMZ buys the video yeah. off of you. It's not like they have a staff of reporters. Right. They're not the New York fucking Times right. over there. So someone was a stringer for TMZ and they saw Kanye West on the street. And you know how you can tell it's Kanye West? It's because he had a giant black spandex mask pulled over his head. And he's walking down the street dressed in all black. Yeah. And so she approached him. And apparently there's some, I don't know, I don't follow the dude or what's going on in his life, but he's got this wife, Bianca Sensori. There's always photos of her in the entertainment section of, uh, of uh, websites and stuff. She, she always barely wears any clothes, okay. and it's a big brouhaha. All right. Apparently they've been seen separate quite a bit lately. Oh, so no. I think there was some concern about their relationship. Oh. Also, there have been rumors that Kanye West is a control freak when it comes to his woman. That's hard to believe, yeah, right? I can't believe that. So this woman comes up to him, and she's filming him with her camera, with her phone. And she says, does your wife have free will? And he loses his mind right. and accosts the woman and grabs her phone. Okay. Now, he doesn't turn it off. So the whole thing was Record. recording. So the audio <laughs> is fairly listenable okay i had to run a little filter through it because it was kind of a mess because it's coming from I, I, well, he's got a mask on <laughs> that too yes but i think maybe we have the answer as to why mm. he wears the mask all the time as well as listening to him apparently this i've only have a small bit of it here he went on for about five minutes oh. berating this woman asking her her name and how do you how dare you and yeah. he went off but i thought this was the most telling part but now we know why he wears the mask no, tell me, was it wrong for you to ask me about my wife, some dumbass disrespectful shit like that? Was that wrong or right? No, no, answer the question. I'm supposed to answer your questions? Answer my question. I got your phone now. They gonna arrest me for taking your phone? Arrest me for taking your phone now. I don't... You answer the question. You ask me, did my wife have free will? Was that a dumbass, disrespectful question to come ask a grown-ass superhero? Was that a dumb question to come up and ask a, a grown-ass superhero? He thinks he's a grown-ass superhero. He thinks he's a superhero. Oh that makes sense. 
It all makes sense now. It never dawned on me that he's cosplaying some superhero yeah. thing he's got going on in his doing. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's completely split his personalities into a superhero yeah. thing to deal with life. He's insane. That's it's an insane person. That is chilling to me that he could be on the street wearing that mask and then get involved in some altercation with somebody thinking that he's coming to the oh, rescue. But I hope he does. Like he sees a, a bus going out of control and he tries to stop it. <laughs> that would be amazing. While yodeling. While yodeling. Yodeling! That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they just released the top 10 most streamed shows of 2023. Nielsen oh. has been following this stuff. Okay. And they released the top 10, and I gotta say, well, we'll work backwards. All right. We'll get to number one last. Sure. Uh, Supernatural at number 10. Two, 22.8 billion minutes viewed. Damn. Over 2023. That's a lot of minutes. Heartland was number nine. Heartland? Yes. Mm. Then Friends. Okay. Number Makes eight. Sense. Gilmore Girls came in at number seven. The Big Bang Theory was number six. At number five, Coco Melon. It's Coco Melon. I have no idea. Coco Melon. But it was the fifth most streamed show on the internet. Hmm. Grey's Anatomy was fourth. I guess I probably should have looked up Coco Melon. <laughs> that would have been interesting to know. <laughs> I would just don't know. I've never heard that. All right, hold on. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to put the show on hold. I'm going to find out what the fuck Coco Melon is, and then I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to tell you. Right. Please hold. Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly. And we're back. Coco Melon apparently is a uh, kid's show. Okay. You learn letters, numbers, animal sounds, and more with JJ in this musical series that brings fun times oh. with nursery rhymes for the whole family. See, I thought it was a reality show about Ice T's wife. <laughs> that would be Coco's Melons. Oh, Coco's Melons. Yeah, <laughs> That's very it. different. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, Coco Melon on Netflix, apparently it's a kid thing. Well, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Because when you had kids, I know when I had a little one, hit play and walk you put away. something on, and then <laughs> it's a little. Time for daddy to get some me time. It was escape day. Uh, Go out and get some fresh air. So, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Coco Melon right. at uh, number, what did I say? Five. Five. Grey's Anatomy, number four. Sure. NCIS at number three. Still weird. Bluey at number two. Bluey? It's another kid thing. Oh, Bluey's okay. a kid thing. Yeah, for sure. I knew, I knew that one. All right. Number one, once again, Suits. Suits? Suits at number one. What the? What? What is going on? What is the phenomenon with suits? Is it just because what's her face is in it? I can't imagine. I don't think she's even like one of the leads. She was like a supporting character. Because it wasn't that popular when it was on. That's what I'm saying. And this is like two years in a row now. This has been like a phenomenon. It's still the number one most streamed program. I can't believe they haven't tried to bring it back. 55.7 billion minutes viewed That's over 2023. Nuts. That is nuts. Who? Why, why suits? Well, what the? What the fuck was that? What's up with the suits? Well, this town remakes everything. Why are they not rebooting suits? I don't know. Probably because she's a princess now, and so she yeah, won't but do just it. Bring We're talking about Meghan Markle, of yeah, course, Meghan for Markle. folks who don't know she was in that. But Suits. That's crazy. Right? Weird. Indeed. Speaking of television, the Paley Fest 2024 lineup has been announced. You ever been to Paley Fest? I have not. 
Here in Southern California, kids, we got a place called the Paley Center for Media. It used to be known as the Museum of Television yeah, and Radio. I've been there. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. I know, but I've never been to the fest. Oh, I've been okay. to the... Uh, the Paley Center every year runs a week-long event celebrating the best in television. This year, it's going to run from April 12th through the 20th, and they always line up a uh, series of television shows featuring the cast and creators of these shows to have interactions with the fans. People show up and they yeah. take Q&A from the audience, and it's a good time. I've done it a ton of times. I've hosted a couple. I've been in the audience for a couple. Thing is, now they're starting to run out of shows because they they started off doing all the classics. Yeah. Like they'd bring in, oh, let's bring in the cast from MASH. Or yeah. let's bring, so they would do a lot of legacy shows. Now they tend to skew more recent right. because a lot of people are dead and they've already done a lot of those shows because uh, this is the 41st yeah, Paley Fest. They've been to a lot. So for 40 years now they've been doing yeah. this. So they just announced their lineup. Uh, Loki on April 13th. Oh, that that would be interesting. be interesting to hear about. I wonder if Jonathan Majors will be there. Story I'd probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Young Sheldon. Oh, Eddie, you can finally oh. meet and greet with the Young Sheldon <laughs> cast. I have one question. What is this? Avatar, The Last Airbender, the live-action version. I haven't seen that. Will be uh, featured on April 14th. Late Night with Seth Meyers on April 15th. Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's the one to go to. On April 18th. And The Late Show with Stephen Colbert signed up for April 20th. And then I'm very happy to announce on the 19th, Family Guy. We'll be celebrating its 25th anniversary at Paley Fest. It's going to be the whole cast. Well, not the whole cast. I wasn't in Oh, you should host it. The majors, the biggies will be there. You should host it. They're going to do a table read. They're going to have Walter Murphy, who does all the music for um, Family Guy, also do some musical events. And Are you going to go? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Hmm. I'll reach out and see if I can get tickets. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to get I'd tickets. I'd like to go. Here's the thing. These things always sell out immediately yeah. once the tickets go on sale to the public. Here's what you should do. You should go to the website for Paley Center for Media. Sign up as a member. I don't know. It's a nominal fee to be like a member for right. a year. And then you get first dibs on buying mm -hmm. the tickets. Interesting. And then after they go on sale to a, for a certain amount of time to the members, they release what's left over to the public. It. So it's really hard to get tickets. But go to the website. I forget that. I apologize. I don't know it off the top of my head. But if you Google Paley Center for Media and you're in Southern California, that'll tell you how you can sign up for a membership and how you can get I your might tickets. do that. But, I'd uh, like to go see that. There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, the Curb Your Enthusiasm night That alone, would be amazing. That would be probably pretty fun. Pretty, yeah. pretty, 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 pretty funny. Did you see the new trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire? Oh, I have not. I didn't know it was out. When did that come uh, out? Uh, hey, yesterday? Yesterday. Oh. I want it more than anything. I want, to see it. I want it to be out now. <laughs> it's coming out in March, and I don't think I can wait. It's like 23 Ghostbusters. There's a ton of so, busting. So many busting. So much busting going on. First of all, you have the cast from the uh, most recent uh, sequel, Afterlife, right? Yes. So you got Paul Rudd, McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, and Carrie Coon. They're all busting. Right. And then, because the threat is so dangerous, yeah. They have to reach out for help to the OG Busters. The old Busters. Dan Aykroyd, right. Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, and now Annie Potts is suiting up. Well, Annie Potts is going to bust. also going to be a Buster. Well, that's great. So you have uh, eight Busters in total. So much Busters. And I think uh, Patton Oswalt does. He's like, going to bust. Like he's done some semi, he does semi-busting. He's going to watch. <laughs> I don't think he's in a suit. I don't think he gets his own proton pack. He'll but just cuck the whole time. He gets to participate. 
And you'll be happy to know Walter Peck is back. Oh. Walter Peck, the nemesis of the Ghostbusters who tried to get them shut down. He was the guy from the EPA yes. who said they were dangerous. Yes. And they said he had no dick. This man has no dick. He was dickless. Um, <laughs> he's back. And now it looks like he like runs New York or something. That's so funny. It looks just awesome. Glad they brought plenty of fan service, plenty of new stuff as well. It's just like the perfect combo, I think, for a, uh, a sequel for Ghostbusters. Here's a little bit of the trailer. The parables tell of an unimaginable evil commanding an army of ghosts. With the power to kill by fear itself. Like, literally scared to death? We might be looking at a second ice age. We're gonna need all the help we can get. Let's get to work. Can I be of any help? Melnitz in uniform! Yeah! If there's something strange, if there's something weird, what are people going to call? Ghostbusters, what do you want? We're the Ghostbusters. Can I tell you something else? What? Buster makes me feel good. Makes me feel good. (laughs) Buster makes me feel good. Buster makes me feel good. Paul Rudd's the perfect guy to pick up the Buston mantle. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, March it comes out, and I can't wait. Looks awesome. All right, take a look today. Celebrity birthdays, all these stars born on January 30th. Musician Phil Collins is 73. Gene Hackman is 94 years old today. I just watched... um, Unforgiven over the holidays with my dad. He's kind of missed Gene Hackman so he's much. He's so great in everything he's ever done. Oh my God. And I I don't begrudge him a retirement because he just had had enough, but every movie would be better with Gene Hackman. He steals it. every scene he's ever been in. I'm just sad that his last film was Welcome to Mooseport, Ugh. the comedy with Ray Romano. That's just no way for Gene to go out. Vanessa Redgrave, another talented actor, is 87 years old today. Charles S. Dutton from Rock is 73. Christian Bale. Oh, good for you. He is 50 years old today. (laughs) Olivia Coleman is also 50. Wilmer Valderrama, Fez from that 70s show, and I believe soon to be the new Zorro. He is 44. And singer Jody Watley turns 65. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, as we do every Tuesday, it's time for us to turn on the TV. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Ralph, hey there. Happy New Year. Steve Stone and Four Star calling in, and yo, Odie, and hey there, Queen J, bride to be. Ralph, I'm calling in for TV Tune Tuesday, and they just did a like a marathon of this over the weekend on one of the uh, channels called Catchy Comedies, and 
I'm talking about love American style. That was everywhere as a kid. Used to watch that all the time, sketch comedy show. And like always, Ralph, I hope you agree, LND. Love American style. Do you remember the show? I do. I remember the show. Yeah. It was a phenomenon for the five seasons that it was on television. Fascinating idea, kind of groundbreaking. There had been anthology shows on television for almost as long as television had been broadcasting, but they were almost always dramatic anthologies or science fiction. You had famous ones like The Twilight yeah. Zone or Outer Limits. And what an anthology series meant was each week you would have a brand new story with a brand new cast and they would tell you a new story. So you'd tune in each week to watch a new presentation. It never had been applied to comedy before. Yeah. And what Love American Style was, was an hour-long sitcom anthology series, meaning you never saw the same cast twice and you saw brand new stories. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was in common was they were all about love and relationships, and hence the title Love American Style. But it was a great opportunity, proving ground for young writers, directors, and actors to get a chance to work because there was such a demand for talent. Yeah. They're always looking for people to write new episodes. They usually would break the show up into two or three episodes. I believe so. so something like that. It'd be like a tw you know, 15 minutes yeah. to and a half an hour, some little romantic comedy sort of uh, sitcom-y kind of vibe to it. So there was a ton of writing, uh, young writers getting their break there. Directors were cutting their teeth on these shows. And then a ton of talent was coming through because you needed a new cast each week for two or three different yeah. shows. Uh, guys who got their break on Love American Style, Harrison Ford, Plays well, like a hippie who's dating the daughter of this couple. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, I don't do that whole scene. I mean, it's so funny to watch him be all 60'd up. Albert Brooks got his break. Sally Struthers, Diane Keaton. It ran from 1969 to 1974. And in between each of these segments, they would also, if they had to pad for time, do like these little sketches yeah. and vignettes with a recurring cast of characters. Stuart Margolin, who later went on to be on um, Rockford Files, of course, as Angel, was one of the regular players, James Hampton. The, the theme song was written by a legend in the business, Charles Fox. He was a guy who had been around. This was one of his earlier jobs, but after that, he was just around forever writing film and television themes. Uh, he did Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, uh, The Paper Chase, uh, the, Ho the Hogan Family, The Love Boat. It goes on and on. Wonder Woman. So many great theme songs. He did this one. In season one, it was performed by the band The Cow Sills. We've talked about them before. A family pop band from the 1960s and 70s. Um, the band that the Partridge family was based on. It was a family of kids and a mom who yeah. would all perform together. They did season one's version of the Love American style theme. You'd always see the fireworks going off in the background. And much like Love Boat, in the heart, you would see the cast, who's going to be on this week. So you could see if your favorite celebrity was going to be on Love American Style. Here's the Calcils version from season one. I will defend your right to try 
For the next four seasons, the song was re-recorded and performed by the Ron Hicklin singers, which, ironically, were also the voices behind the Partridge Family on the TV series. So from the band that inspired the Partridge Family to the band that actually sang the songs by the Partridge Family, here's the more well-known version of Love American Style. Ron Hicklin singers also were the voices of the uh, Batman theme song, the voices of the Batman. That was them. Yeah. They did Laverne and Shirley. They did the Wonder Woman theme. Damn. You know that musical break in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Ba, yeah. Ba, ba, yeah. Ba, ba. That's them and that too. Wow. They were very busy. They also did the theme song for Happy Days, which ironically, because of the nature of the show, sometimes Love American Style would be in need of material and they didn't have a new episode. So they would go through old rejected pilots for TV shows that didn't sell on ABC. Oh, wow. And they would recycle the pilots, re-edit them, and put them in as an episode of Love American Style. That's what happened in 1972 with a script that had been written for a TV series called The New Family in Town about the Cunninghams, starring Ron Howard. They put the pilot in, and it tested so well, airing in a Love American-style episode, that ABC thought better of it and renewed the option to do that show and ended up making Happy Days because of its success so on Love American-style. we probably don't style. get Star Wars without Love American-style. That's true, when you think about it. Because without Happy Days, you don't get American Graffiti, right? And without right. American Graffiti, George Lucas doesn't get Star Wars. Exactly, yes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Um, so there you go. Wow. That's nuts. Nuts. And you can catch it in reruns. I think it's somebody <clears throat> streaming it too. It's pretty dated, as you can imagine. A lot of jokes about they're shacking up. Oh, are these kids today with their free love? <laughs> but it's still an interesting piece of TV history. And it made it to today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Oh, I like that one. Gary Marshall, of course, who wrote that yeah. pilot for what would become Happy Days, did a ton of episodes of Love American Style because he had only directed three camera sitcoms before. Yeah. And no one was taking him serious as a director, so he said he had to learn how to use one camera. And these were all shot with one camera, like film style. And that's how he learned how to shoot uh, one-camera projects. So we don't get Pretty Woman or whatever else Gary Marshall ended up directing. It's crazy how pivotal that show was. Yeah, so just take the work, people. Whatever, however it comes, take that work. All right, that's it for today's show, kids. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to do it again. Uh, speaking of tomorrow, oh no, okay, we're gonna do it Wednesday oh. this week, right? right. Yes, well, that would be tomorrow. That would be tomorrow. Yeah, to- Wednesday night, four star right. generals giving you a heads up. We're gonna be doing our live four star watch party via YouTube again. It seemed to pre- go pretty well yeah. last time, so uh, we'll see you, four star generals. I don't, don't worry about it, I'll remind you, uh. but just giving you a heads up. 
Everybody else, we'll talk to you tomorrow. And in order for that to happen, you have to take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until we do, please remember and never forget. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Ha-ha. So, ha I got it. Ha-ha. Bye-bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Fuck off. You're the lady.